I, I do doubt myself. Probably too often. I feel like lately I've doubted myself the least because it's just like I'm accepting my perspective of it's going to hit who's going to hit. Like, I just got to market myself, put myself out there. There's seven billion people on this earth. It's a million people who think like me. Like, I don't know where they are in the world, but it's a, at least a million. So, you know, looking at it from that perspective of not trying to gain the whole world, it's like, you know, it's, I try to do little by little as much as I can. My name is LaDonna, and this is From Mind to Matter. On this podcast, I share how I use my thoughts and feelings to fuel and guide my self-work. And on this episode, I'll be speaking with DMV native music artist and long-term childhood friend, Kuntz. We'll be sharing our experiences of the overlap between artistry, the human psyche, and emotional development. I hope you can take something useful from our thought process, vulnerability, or even our mistakes. At the very least, I hope you enjoy just hearing us speak. So... Welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you were able to make it. Let me be bleeding just a little bit. I'm going to pull us back. Mm-hmm. But, man, can you uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, just you so people have some kind of, like, idea of what kind of person you are. Tell us where you uh, where you grew up, what kind of work you went to, what kind of interest you have, whatever you want to share. Uh, grew up in PZ County, Maryland. I, I can't really put a city on it because we moved a lot you know we lived in Camp Springs I lived in Largo lived in Bowie but I frequent like suiting at times with the school at Walker Mill so that's Capitol Heights it's just PG for real for real uh like you said I am an artist I'm a rapper I don't want to just say artist because yeah I sing but mm-hmm. I'm a rapper at heart so. you produce too yeah some sort. and a little bit of photography yeah you're creative yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I am creative <laughs> in my core. You know, I feel like that's our purpose on earth, though, is to create, you know, something. Whether that's kids, for some people, it's just, you know, bring a new idea into life somehow, some way that'll progress the next generation or the person, people around you, you know? But uh, what else you say? Like interests, you know? I'm, yeah, like what kind of things you just I'm like gonna, to do? play sports you know uh i like to read every now and then nothing crazy but i keep myself educated you know when i feel like i'm stagnant in my ideas i like reading something new just to give me a new uh perspective on life is that your favorite way to take in new information to read yeah like read or research period because i might not like read a book but i might research like an idea uh, something like I might see something and it take me on a tangent. What is going down that that path? What is it for you though that like makes your preference reading? I'm only asking because a lot of people don't like to read. Like I think mm-hmm. a lot of people can say I like learning new things too, but a lot of people don't like to read. Like more so what's the, yeah? Like people like to watch videos usually. So like, what is it for you that's like I'd rather like? I don't know. Read. I feel like reading is intimate. Like watching a video. For information, it's cool, depending on what it is. Like, if I'm trying to do something quick, learn a new idea. Well, like, 
if I'm editing or something and I just want to know, all right, what do I got to press? I'll go to a video, but I'll watch it like two, three times speed. It's like, get me there. But mm-hmm. reading, I feel like I connect with it. I could read it over and I can interpret it in my own words. So I feel like I actually know what it is I'm talking about as, a, as rather than seeing something but not knowing how to really explain it you know because it's your own voice when you're reading is it I that so like because when i when i read something i'll read it and then i will process it back like i will think on it mm-hmm. to the point where it's like all right i know it and i can regurgitate it in my own words it's not like i'm just saying it back visually i feel like is you can't explain it the same like, cause you can see it, you can see how something is done, you can see the process of something, but you would have to explain it visually. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just I got you. I, I like I like to I like to read that. That's 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 been the biggest thing where I gather new information. But like I can say sports, listen to music. Uh, no, I'm a chill laid back man. I, I watch television every now and then some good shows on TV, but I feel like even with TV, it's the same concept. Like, I like things that engage my mind, so it's, I don't watch a lot of reality TV. Like, okay. I watch shows where the writing is very intricate. Okay. Like, it's, like more it's complex. storytelling, yeah, things yeah. like that. I can't just watch something where it's just, like, I don't watch a lot of sitcoms, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's not as engaging, and I like to invest myself in things. So it's like, yeah, I could watch a sitcom every now and then sit down. But nah, if I'm really invested, I need something that's engaging. Is that is it the same undertone or like um foundation upon which you are able to like how am I trying to ask you this? So your preferred method of creative expression is to rap, is to to speak as poetry is rapping yeah. is it kind of the same undertone with that because like you like to take in words and like take in complexities and mm-hmm. things that are intricate is is that the same kind of feeling like that the intimacy you described that you can experience from reading something is that the same kind of feeling when you're doing it the other way when you're the deliverer of the words so do i feel so like you feel like reading is is more of a preference for you because it feels more intimate mm-hmm. you you said do you have that same kind of feeling when you're writing uh, lyrics oh, yeah, or when you're rapping? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, when I'm writing lyrics, because I am an introspective person. Like, my music, period, is very introspective. It's either things I've experienced through life, but I'm just, like, almost narrating certain parts or things that I've seen people go through, and I'm just, you know, speaking on that. But I feel a sense of, like, like, I get goosebumps when I say certain things, like, certain themes of life. Where I feel like this is beyond just, uh, uh, like, a cool bar, like, hot like the oven. But this is this is a true, real-world quotable. Like, in one of my songs, Glass Ceilings on Lavender Lane, I say, uh, what I say? Even Peter could walk on water, removed out, and impossible seem normal. Like, that removed out and impossible seem normal like that resonates beyond like oh this is a rap like mm-hmm. this is like no nah, that's just good right just just some real yeah, human like, shit like so that that's really what i focus on like but of course you gotta make it entertaining mm-hmm. so 
as I've been growing in music, because at first I was very like anal and trying to be like, I want to be the rapper, rapper. And everybody is just like, nah, because everybody's not that meant to be. So it's just like understanding the world and how you have to appease to the, you know, for lack of a better term, like the lowest common denominator. It's like I want I want it to be like a buffet. Like you come to my music and if you're looking for something deep, it's there because that's how I'm thinking. But the production, if you just want to vibe and chill, you can have that. And if you want like a flow that hits you a certain way, that's going to be there too. So it's mm-hmm. like, I want to, I don't want to say a piece because it makes me happy. Like now it's like, I'm touching every aspect of music. Like the, the lyricism that's going to be the, the production. That's why I'm heavy on real instruments. Cause I want that to be there. And just the flow, like how I ride the pocket. Can I have that there too? Cause all of it go together. So Whoever's listening, it's just like, you got something. You got whatever you came here looking for. Exactly. So, like, I was about to ask you. I'm sure the answer is yes, you have, but I just want to get the whole question out. Have you and do you now ever feel like you have to sacrifice your own feeling or your own um, way in which you want to go about creating music for the sake of making sure it's something that, as you said, the lowest uh, denominator can can enjoy. That makes sense. Uh, like, do I feel like I can't say something a certain way? Right. Like that? Uh, depending on what I'm saying, but honestly, it's not even because of that. Like, since I am introspective, I don't like to go in certain details for other people that's connected to whatever I'm saying. So it's like I would have to say something. Like, I can't be specific. I would have to speak from a broader view. And that's why I like it, because it's like therapy to me, because it allows me to look at my situation or look at life outside looking in. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing it a new way. Like, I'm narrating what's going on. So, yeah, I have, but to, you know respect of others more so than I feel like I can't say this because creatively once I get into the pocket of uh, I feel like I can't say this it make me want to say it more just because it's <laughs> okay. like it's that edginess it's just like nah I, I gotta say this okay Be- this because there's time. a reason I shouldn't exactly and plus with music especially like since I'm heavy on lyricism it's a new perspective to probably an idea that's been used before so it's just like I think that it adds greater context. That's that's why I write. I don't create to just regurgitate what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. It's like that's my little flavor. So when you are deciding that you're going to write some music, okay, I guess let me say it this way. Do you just decide, I feel like making music or I feel like recording, or are you just like hit with the inspiration to do so, or both? Mm, more so I'm hit with the inspiration. Like, if I'm deciding to record, it's more so I'm going into it trying to do something new, like creatively. Like it's not about me trying to write something. It's about how am I going to mix this? How am I going to try to get this sound? But I feel my best music is just life. Like I'll be sitting in certain lines that come to me. It's like, oh no, that's tough. That's tough. And I realized, like, oh, I'm on a stream of consciousness. Like, oh, no, nah, I could I could write something 
but that goes back to the reading because I've noticed when I'm most stagnant in life, feeling like I'm stagnant, I can't write. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing. I don't have no perspective to speak from. But when I'm, you know, growing, gaining more knowledge, when I'm seeing more, like, living life, mm-hmm. oh, I just feel like things flow more naturally. I got you. So what's, like, a typical spark of that inspiration? Like, when you're having these, like, uh, bouts of, like, flow just come to you, what's usually the thing or the things that, like, that initiate that is it reading is that like the main one nah, like i would say i can answer this question easy like where i get these sparks so okay it would be driving like okay. driving or walking like in nature for whatever reason just that motion it allows my mind to to think clear i don't know why but a lot of the the a lot of starts to songs have been created just by me driving, you know, like, and it, it, it it's something quick, like how you was explaining to me how you'll jot some thoughts down. Mm-hmm. So it would be the same thing where I might not create a whole song right there, but it's some ideas or some lines and it's like, I'm going to leave it there. And a few days later, everything connect, you know, so okay, it's just like, I feel like I'm writing stanzas anyway. So with the streams of consciousness, it's just like, all right, this is a cool pocket. I'll come back to this later. This is cool. I'll come back to this later. But yeah, I, w- I would say just just driving that movement, like it gets my mind moving. Do you ever worry that that kind of a thing won't be consistent enough for you to like stay on top of what you're doing? Nah. Why not? Uh, on some ugly <laughs> or some ugly shit in fourth grade. I, I know this. Good, In fourth grade, I remember specifically because I felt like this when I was finally growing up. I was I used to think during the summer, what if I'm not funny anymore? Like going back <laughs> to school, like what if what I'm kind not of thought funny? is that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's just like I was the one that was making everybody laugh. What if I'm not funny anymore? Mm-hmm. So it's just like through years, like, like you're funny. Out. This is just who you are. Like okay, so. Would you know writing? I feel like this is just who I am. Like it's nothing that I could cut off. I might not access it in certain ways, but it's just who I am. Even when I feel like, oh, I haven't wrote anything. No ideas come to me. It's like it's not that no idea is there. It's just like it's brewing. Like because mm-hmm. as soon as that spark comes, it's like endless songs that get created because like. You've lived, I've lived life to the point where now I could process everything and I could write from a new perspective. Like, I feel like a different person every time I write a song, which is a gift and a curse because to me, every song is new, but the curse is I I don't care about songs mm-hmm. after I make them. Mm-hmm. It's like I got to make something else. So it's, okay. it's, it's like, it's cool, but... It's like I don't fall in love with nothing until I go back and listen. It's like, oh, this is how I was at this time. This is what I was thinking then. But all right, cool. I'm not there anymore. And it's just like I keep growing as a person. But other people connect with it different, which is interesting because that's what music really is. It really is that feeling. So when I see people love certain songs, it's like, oh, this is really how you feel. Like Mm -hmm. you feel like this. I don't feel like this no more. (laughs) <laughs> okay so 
I like it. It's cool, but it don't resonate how it does. Mm -hmm. Like so, yeah. So it's like it's a trust in the self. Like you just know this is who I am. So I don't have any need to worry Mm -hmm. about you know X Y Z. We were uh, talking a little bit earlier about uh, Jesse Reyes. I told you you somebody I, I recently started listening to, and. In a couple uh, interviews, she's actually said, though, people like ask her, like, why she does what she does and why she writes like this or, you know, sings about whatever. And she'll always make a comment that's like, well, why does a fish swim? Or like, why does like a duck quack? Like, why do, you know, these things happen? Because it's just what they are. It's just what they do. And so it sounds like that's what what you're saying. It's like, that's just that's just who I am. Like, I'm just funny. I ain't got to worry about losing my funny. (laughs) Like how we used to do like those little parody raps and stuff like that. Every aspect in my life, writing has been a pivotal thing, whether it was in school, just doing like little papers. I would bullshit on those papers, but teachers would love the papers. So it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I really can write when I want to write. And it's mm-hmm. like the vocabulary that I, I use, you know, even like I, I try to be pope. I don't try to just say things that other people say in the same way it's like i gotta make this mine so that's just a natural thing like i, I really love to write like, yeah i remember you anything you could find that ink or like something could attach itself to it you use you used to write on the back of receipts yeah. i remember that sound poor as shit <laughs> like, i ain't getting no paper <laughs> i'm a whole grade school kid i don't got a notebook <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that you asking like, <laughs> yeah, was, why I don't get it? <laughs> that's oh, nuts. Boy. Do you uh do you deal with self doubt at all as an artist? Oh, for sure. Oh, like what's it? What's it usually surrounding? Like, what do you I mean? You are feeling doubtful of yourself. It's doubt doubting what? Doubting that people will accept what I'm saying. Like, I mean, music is subjective, so I already know, like, everybody not gonna like it, but it's, it's like, since it's not just so surface level and it is, like, connected with me, like, I feel close to what I'm saying, I doubt that others will fuck with that, you know, because, like I said, it's therapy for me, so, I don't, it just make me sensitive. I guess that's that's the best way to really put it. It really make me sensitive to how people take what I'm saying. But again, it goes to the different layers in which I try to like make my music. So I, I'm growing to accept that certain people just not ever going to see it in that, that manner. You know, that some people just going to be like, oh, that, that joint was tough because the beat was tough. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But people not going to see like, oh, this is tough because I resonate with this and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, that's that's just natural, too. Everybody don't, doesn't have the same life experience to connect with music the same way. So Right. But, I mean, that's the reason that I doubt myself. Also, because just how music is so saturated you know now where everybody does it so it makes me doubt that i'm creating quality music because 
I could see someone else, you know, get traction off something that I feel like I could do this. Like, this is not, musically, it's not hard to do. Like, I'm not going to take away the entertainment value or the the talent that it takes to do something. But it's just like playing Happy Birthday on the piano. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not fucking hard, right? Anybody could really do it. But to somebody mm-hmm. who don't do it, it's just like, that's amazing. And then if you add chords to it, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's like, really not <laughs> it really ain't hard yeah but the complex things most people just it's just like i mean it's cool but it's accepting that everybody everything ain't for everybody you mm-hmm. know so i i do doubt myself probably too often i feel like lately i've doubted myself the least because it's just like i'm accepting my perspective of it's gonna hit who's gonna hit like, mm-hmm. I just got to market myself, put myself out there. There's seven billion people on this earth. It's a million people who think like me. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know where they are in the world, but it's <laughs> a, at least a million. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking at it from that perspective of not trying to gain the whole world, it's like, you know, just I try to do little by little as much as I can, you know. So What helped you start to develop that perspective? Was it just a thought you had on your own and you was like, I need to work through this? Did, like, did you talk to other people? Did you watch a video of somebody? Therapy, for okay. sure. Like, it's legit been recent from the last project I dropped, the Press Play If You Love Me, well, March 3rd I dropped that. And I was going to therapy. I think I went to therapy a week or two after that. So for the first time? I went before, okay. but I didn't go for the reason that I went this time. So okay. this time I felt like it it was more beneficial. The first time I was going, like, I was going, like, oh, I'm depressed, I'm sad, you know, I'm suicidal, yada, yada, yada. So it's like... <laughs> I don't like the tone you took I mean, with that. Yeah, but <laughs> when I think about it, it's like, that's where I was go. going. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the root of, well, why are you like this? So it was more so, well, we don't want you to be sad. You know, why, what can we do to help you be sad? And I'm looking at different times in my life. But this time it was like, why am I ending up in these same situations? And it's how I learned, like, oh, I didn't love myself. And learning to love myself is how I grew to accept, like, all right, you know, I can really do this. Like, I'm good enough to do this. I don't need to look for anybody else to validate what I have. Like, I have good product. It's solid, like, it spoke, like, it's tough. Like, I can't even lie. Like, the music I make really tough. And me accepting that within myself is just like, all right, cool. Like, I don't don't need to have certain things. I don't never even need to, like, be the biggest artist ever. Like, again, Lupe said this before. Like, if I can make a teacher salary off music, I'm successful. Like, I don't really, I don't need millions, like. I grew up poor. I'm <laughs> alright, but a little yeah, bit. You see, I was writing on receipt paper. I don't need much. <laughs> like, so, yeah, like, but therapy really helped. It really changed my perspective on myself and helped me to grow to be a better person and understand that, like, I'm worth something, not because other people make me worth something, just because that's just who I am. Like, so... I feel like I've been writing the best music of my life now because 
I'm not looking for nobody to be like, oh, no, this this is tough. It's like, nigga, I know this tough. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's hard. But I let people listen more so just to get their perspective, their view on, like, certain sonics because I've been mixing a lot myself. But that's really why I just, like, I want people to hear just to gauge their ear. But I know the idea I have itself is like, oh, no, this is a good idea. I might not can develop it as best as I can with my knowledge, but... Again, using my resources, like my support system with people around me, it's like, I can make this better, you know. So So can you share a little bit about what kind of experiences you were having that led you to go to therapy this time around? Because you said earlier, you were like asking yourself, like, why do I keep going through this? Why do I keep having this thing happen? You ain't got to, you know, share as much as you're comfortable with sharing. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing was just... uh, it was mental spaces like that I would enter that would cause me to to uh, like fall in depressions. Like I would repeat certain habits. Like I smoke, but I'm not like a heavy smoker. It got to the point where it was like I was smoking every day. Like I would leave work, I was high. Like as soon as I left work, I was smoking to the point where I was running from my reality you know like it wasn't even like i was enjoying the be high it's just it like, was escapism yeah it was like bro i'm just i'm high to the point where it's like i don't even know what being sober really is and that's how i that was one of the reasons how i knew like oh i'm not my best self i was involved with a woman and i wasn't treating her how she should be treated i wasn't treating her with respect and it's because I didn't respect myself. So it made it, it make it easier to disrespect somebody if you don't care about yourself. Like, you will say whatever to them. So I, I reacted in ways where I shouldn't have reacted. I didn't communicate effectively. And through that, you know, which the biggest catalyst was like this one weekend where she pretty much decided not to be with me, which makes sense, given the turmoil I was putting her through. And I was drunk and high that whole weekend. Like, I had an audio gig. I was drunk. I went out, like, Virginia with a bottle of Jameson in the car. Like, I was high going into Sunday. And it got to the point where, like, it was different than the times where I I wanted, like, to kill myself, like, on some regular suicide. At this point, it was like, bro, I really don't care. Like, it is what it is. I'm not actively looking to kill myself, but if it happened, you feel me? Like, I felt like it wouldn't be nothing bad. So, it was like, nah, I can't beat this. I, I got to make a change for myself. And through that, that's when it was like, all right, I'm going to go to therapy. I mean, because prior, where I felt like I was, I was, I used to try to get better for other people. Like, I never tried to get better for myself. So this was the first time it was like, I'm trying for myself. And through that, I feel the change. Like, I feel like a different person. So so I feel like it. my guess would be it never really stuck in the times that you were trying to get better for somebody else's sake. You weren't able to be consistent about it. because I didn't take it serious. Yeah, because you still didn't care. Once things shifted or their focus wasn't on our situation, it's like, all right, well. I'm going to get back to yeah, what I was doing, yeah. back to our uh, regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So then you decided you would start going to, to therapy 
and what you kind need of better help you know so I'm, okay. i advocate for better help it's very affordable if that's what you want to do you can find your own therapist this feel like a whole ad for better help no, go ahead. you can find your own therapist like down to like ethnicity gender whatever is your your thing what you want to talk to but uh it, it's very helpful you know but you got to be honest with yourself. That's the one thing I realized with there. If you lying to your therapist, you're really just lying to yourself because the therapist is supposed to just be an extension of your conscious, just with more knowledge to understand your situation. To help guide you. Yeah. So people that I know, they, they lie a lot to themselves. You don't progress like that until you fully accept who you are. You ain't never going to be shit. That situation, like when I said, like she decided to leave me, I fully accepted. I'm not going to say who I was, but who I was becoming because I'm not a bad person at my core. But the path that I was going, oh, it was terrible. Super terrible. But like, I've been in a lot of bad spots. And I think. You know, because, I mean, I'm about to really be open because I've never even told you this. Like, mm-hmm. I've been to the psych ward before. Like, when I you really... You told me. Oh, I did. Yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> when, I, when I really was like, man, I'm trying to get out of here. Like, <laughs> this life shit ain't, ain't it. Mm-hmm. That experience changed my life. And I felt... That was 2021. I never felt like I got my footing on life again. Like, when I got out that jump... It felt weird. Like, everything felt weird. Life as I knew it, just was like, I don't know what this is. In what way? Like, what about just it felt weird? Just how I perceived things. I mean, I had to take medicine, too, so I was on antidepressants, but it, it caused me not to feel a lot of things. Like, so I, I felt disconnected, and that's what made it weird, because it's like, to go from an extreme of feeling so sad to now, I don't feel nothing, it was just like... It was too rapid. Mm-hmm. So now, people showing love to me based on, like, my experience. But it's like, I don't really feel that shit. Like, it ain't it ain't affecting me. Like, I'm not connecting how I should. And I think through that, I didn't grow positively. Like, I didn't have a therapist at that point. I should have. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't assign me a therapist. But that seems like the next reasonable step. It's like, here's some medication. Go try again. Yeah. So it, it, it kind of led me to my own devices. And, you know, it wasn't until, like I said, this year that it was like, all right, I can't, I can't continue to be this person. Like, at all. So what does your internal dialogue sound like when you're in a place like that? Like, we're in this space where you're not feeling anything anymore. Like, what's, what's the internal dialogue like? It's empty. Like nothing at all? It's like you try and search for your purpose. Like mm-hmm. You don't know what you're doing. Like you just living life. I felt like a robot. Like I was very routine. I couldn't I couldn't do nothing out the ordinary. It was just like, nah, I'm just doing this. I'm going to do this. But I, I didn't feel connected. And think about it, like it led to a lot of bad decisions because, I mean, for... Bad shit always feel better than good shit. So I would experience or flirt with temptation, you know, just 
on a lot of levels, whether that's like being around people I shouldn't be around, you know, uh, involving myself with people I shouldn't involve myself with just because I'm searching for a purpose. And for whatever reason, I don't know, like God don't make good stuff feel good. <laughs> like, so it's just like the bad stuff made me feel like, oh, I'm connected to something, but I was connecting to bad energy. And okay. That being a like a building block to not feeling anything, it was just it was terrible. It was just terrible because I felt like coming out that that situation, I became a worse version of myself, and I I've been depressed for a lot of years. But that because it was like I'm not depressed no more. But I'm not nothing. No yeah, more, no. I'm not nothing. Like nah, it was terrible. So. You said God don't make the good stuff feel good. Not at all. So, like, what do you do now where you're, you f- I'm assuming you're in a place now where you feel a bit healthier and you feel like you're on a good path. Does this feel good? Yeah, but discipline. Where it's like, it's not about it feeling good. Okay. It's just like, it's, it's the right thing to do. Like, and even, you know, understanding that, like, yeah, the good stuff don't feel good, but it's good for you in the long run. It gives you that longevity, the longevity that you need to put you in the right mental space to f- accept like the natural goodness of life, like love. Like you, you, it's it's more pure joy when you do the good things. It's not as temporary. Like finding discipline in myself, where it's like, all right, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to go to church. You know, I'm going to love myself by, like, you know, actual self-care. I wasn't a person that ever, like, did things for myself. So, doing those things, it makes me a happier person. I'm easier to be around. Like, I'm more fun. Like, I'm easier to talk to. I'm, I'm more vocal to strangers. Like, where I'm giving more to the world around me. And it's like, that feels good, but yeah, I don't really like going to the gym. I hate that. <laughs> you you like, just like what results you get from exactly. going. Like even going to church, like sometimes like, bro, I'd rather sleep. But I understand the the wisdom and the knowledge that I can obtain within this hour, 45 minutes will last me a lifetime where Tuesday when one of my friends going through something and talking to someone, I could think like, dang, at church, he just said this. Oh, I can impart that wisdom. That make me feel good. Like, cause it's not, I'm, I'm, we not on this earth. Like I said, we on here to create. We not here for ourselves. Like, and I think like as a society in 2023, we've gotten so selfish and so focused on our own plight that we don't care about the world around us as we should as Mm -hmm. a whole. So, yeah, like I'm, I'm back on just loving myself has helped me to love others like greater, like. And you feel like you're you're enjoying your life right now through learning that and 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 acting on that. All right, I like that, man. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for me. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> so, let's switch gears a little bit. You uh. In the behind-the-scenes video you put out for your last uh, music video, for the Press Play uh, music video, you said that you didn't get good until about the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. And before then, 
It wasn't. At the time, in those years before, would you have said that you were good? For sure. Like, okay. In that, in that, in time, that moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. would say, like, I was good, but no, nah, I wasn't. Okay. I was, I was just, I was learning, you Okay. Know, like, how to really rap, how to write, how to ride the beats well. Like, it was like, I would try to say, I tried to say cool things, but they weren't really cool, but... In my youth, I thought it was like, oh, no, this is tough. It's like, no, nah, it's not really tough. So why at the time would you have said that you were good? Like, what's the difference between the you then that would be like, nah, I'm, I'm tight, and the you now that, that says that you're good? What's the difference between those mindsets of people? Uh, you talking about within myself? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the you, let's say, let's say 21-year-old you thinking he's good, and 28-year-old you that knows he's good what's the difference in mindset between uh, those two times i would say knowledge back then i didn't know enough to really like be good i, I wasn't a, a student of my craft like okay it was more so like i'm doing this on my own i wasn't around a lot of people that like made me sharp because like you know we used to ride with d yeah he like every time he would spit something i felt like Man, that Jane is so much greater than what I what I would present. Even if he wasn't as like lyrical, like going into metaphor pockets, it's like his flows is always like insane. So me understanding that it was just like, all right, I still it's still room for improvement, but I thought that I was good based on, you know, certain people's receptions. But at twenty eight, it's like Oh nah, this is good because I've studied the greats like Biggie, Jay Z, you know, Lupe. I've studied like the heavy lyricism. I've studied like pockets of flow because I like Young Thug. I like Future, so I know like how Sonic should work with certain things. And it's just like I'm at the space where I'm becoming my own artist. Like I'm not. I'm not. Being, I'm not emulating someone I like. I'm, I'm just being myself. And I know a lot back then I was just emulating something I like. I would hear a song. I would hear somebody do something and it was like, okay, I can do this too. Mm-hmm. But that's not really what I felt. I just was right. copying. Right. Um, so what do you think this will look like for you in another five years? I hope to get better. Like, yeah. just to continue to continue to grow. I'm not going to say now I'm trash, though. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say, I just got, like, nah, I'm good now. Before you were trash. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now it's just like, I can continue to grow and just elevate, you know, myself. So how important do you think it is for people in general, whether they're like a music artist or somebody who's interested in, in music at all, um, how important do you think art in general is for the emotional development of people like i know you'll probably have a biased answer just because of how into music you are but just for the sake of of people i I think that anybody can agree arts are important like for people even though we got we've had uh, a lot of like school systems we've heard of trying to get rid of arts programs to like cut budgets or whatever Mm -hmm. people always push back on that like i think that the vast majority of people would agree whether they're actually artists or not, that it's important for us to have art. So why why do you think that is? Like, what do you think that does for the person, uh, you know, for their own, their own self-work, their own growth? 
Uh, I don't know if I feel like. Do I feel like art can help somebody grow? I do. But I feel like it might come in waves. Because I feel like certain things, you might it might resonate with you, but you don't understand it at the time. It's just like, oh, that's cool, you know. But it isn't until like I'm gonna say like music too. Uh, when I was younger, listening to certain songs, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, this song is cool. But what they were saying is like, I, I can't relate to it. Okay. But I do feel like it can help you. It can build a perspective because depending on what you taking in, it could cause you to feel like certain things are acceptable and stuff like that. Like relationship wise, I'm, I'm going to be candid right now mm-hmm. too. Young, I first ate vagina because a little Wayne made a song called Pussy Moms. I expect you to it like that. Yeah, I know, go ahead. <laughs> but that, that's, that's the reality. I'm yeah. young, but I felt like, oh, if my favorite artist would do it, I can do it too. So, <laughs> you were motivated. <laughs> yeah, but again, I was I was young. Like, this, yeah. this is super young. I just, I, I just find it funny that that was the motivation. Yeah, I mean, because... Yeah. In society, it was mm. taboo. It was at that time. I always thought that was weird. Like, Very weird. Poor, when yeah. you think about it, it's just like, but whatever. I, yeah, I don't know ahead. why. Whatever. Yeah, go ahead. But, so when he did that, it was like, okay, well, I could do it. And that led me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm sorry. It's just because I know you, bro. It's making it funnier. But it's just, yeah, but go It's true. Like, go middle ahead. school, I was a heavy little Wayne fan. Yeah. So no, it's just, just a, I can do it, too. Like ideology that's what's like tickling me i feel like that's what art does yeah when when you are at that developmental stage and you're like coming into being an adult trying to understand yourself Mm -hmm. i i do think the art has an effect on you and building your mind but at the same time you have to already have that curiosity anyway i don't think like no matter how good something is, if it don't resonate, you ain't about to, you ain't about to fuck right. with that. Like, personally, I don't care for the Mona Lisa. I think that shit overrated. Mm-hmm. But there's certain people that have seen the Mona Lisa, like, this is the most beautiful piece of art. It's like, I guess. I, I gotta agree with you. I don't really know what the pull is. I, I don't know. Yeah. Some random white jump like, <laughs> like i guess like he's doing his thing like it, it's like, like <laughs> 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 her back was probably so you know how long you had to sit for that joint it's tight but <laughs> i mean like skillfully it's like it's impressive yeah i would give it that the but like emotionally i've never been like wow don't resonate yeah but yeah so i feel like i answered your question i'm not sure no you did yeah oh, yeah yeah, because it's in, you know, I expected you to kind of stay within the reins of music anyway, just because it's what you're most familiar with, because you participate mm-hmm. in the creation of it. Um, and I but I know I'd be biased in the same way because, and that, you know, I mean, I think a lot of things, I think it depends on how you're doing a thing that it can be created, uh, not created, considered art. Like, I think there's certain things that's just like, obviously, nobody would question this art. If somebody paints, um, somebody's a dancer, if somebody writes poetry um but most people wouldn't consider an essay writer artistic or uh, an, an accountant artistic or I respect people who write articles so much mm-hmm. like especially if that's your job because like that's hard like, <laughs> that's really hard because it's, it's research that's got to go into it 
you have to articulate, your, especially like if it's like a scientific article and stuff, you have to articulate yourself on a level of the people who are going to receive whatever you about to say. It's like, it is very late. That is not an easy job. Like, no. You have to speak, well, you have to write engaging, you know, and it's, it's still the layered thing because it's like, yeah, you have to speak to your audience, your target audience, but depending on the platform, like the newspaper, you never know who will pick up a newspaper. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to write in a way where everybody can read it. That's that's hard. Like, <laughs> it, it really is art. But again, my perspective on yeah. on on writing is different. Like I think writing is harder than what people give credit to. Oh no, it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, when I had to take my third writing course in college, and I didn't know I needed three, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was done at two. And they was like, oh, yeah, you got to take this one. And I, I asked about it, too. I was like, but I already did these two. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but you, yeah, I was like, I'm done, man. But after doing, like, I'm a very good writer. Like, I'll, I don't like it, though. But it's because I've been forced to write so much, and I wanted to get a good grade that I, like, I practiced, and, and then I got better at it. And I actually had to drop that class because I wasn't doing well at first and I didn't want to mess up my GPA. So I just dropped it so that the grade wouldn't count and did it again when I had a better idea of how the class worked. Um, but no, it is hard. And then to, it was a, um, I don't remember the, I think it was a research writing class because I'm in psychology. So I had already taken like intro to writing in college and then I took um, technical writing. And I thought that was all I had to take. And then when I got to the university, and it was like, now you got to do research writing. And I'm like, but why? Like, why do I need more? But it's because of the, the program I was in. But I, I, I'm going to try to get through this quickly because it's kind of boring. But like research writing is going out and doing research, reading other articles, finding articles that are that you can actually do, that you can use as a legitimate source. Um, but yeah. then you have to integrate your own thoughts into it too without it turning into an opinion piece. It still has to be research-based. I can't remember the word right now. It's it's not integrated. It's, um, I'm going to think about it later uh, after we're done recording, I'm sure. But it's another word. But the the main focus is taking the research and interjecting your opinion and having the research back up your opinion, basically. So it can't be just an opinion piece. Here's what I think and here's what I feel and here's why. It's here's what I think and here's what I feel. Here's what these scientists had to say about it. And that was hard as hell for me to do. And so I like I got to a certain point when I started to actually get good at it. It felt artistic because I had to take my own feelings and thoughts and be considerate of who was going to read it and make it something that would be digestible for somebody else. One, just so I can get a good grade on it, but I wanted it to read well. Like I wanted it to, to be read and to feel interesting. So you ever wrote something like a, a random sentence was like, that was fire. Yeah. It, it, the craziest part about writing, like, like, who I thought about that. Writing a fire introduction, like the first nah, line. Yeah. I tried, man. <laughs> and then to tie it all up nicely a certain way, like at the very end to like recap everything in this last little little bit of uh, of a of a section, especially if the whatever you're writing ain't have to be that long. But um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of writing though. I'd rather just I'd rather just talk. Like if I had a if I had, I mean obviously, but if I had a class. Where they was like, and I don't mind reading either. If I could just read and then talk about what I understood, I'd love it. Like that'd be like I'd be okay with that. But having to write about what I understood, I'll never want to do that. I don't. I don't even want to ever have to do it professionally. So I don't. I never care to do it in a class. But um, 
But yeah, you you pretty much answered answered the question. I just was wondering how, because you've been talking about how art has affected you as the creator and consumer of it. So I'm just wondering what kind of role you thought that might have played in the lives of people who aren't as active participants in art as far as like the, like, I'm the kind of person who if a new album drops from somebody I like, I can't listen to it until I know I have the space and time to dedicate to the entire project and straight through. Mm. I can't just hear song by song. Like I'll refuse to listen to any of it until I can hear the whole project straight through. And then, I mean, like if some things just come on, I can't get away from, but I won't listen to them intentionally because I want to hear your project the way you created it first. And then I feel like I can piece it apart, whatever. I want to hear what you created in your way. So do you feel like how, how important is album sequencing to you? Like, what do you look for? Is it, like a flow of this song goes into this song is it like if it's not necessarily a story but oh no like if it's cohesive yeah yeah yeah. it's i'm most impressed with the music project when the entirety of it feels intentional like from beginning to end this feels like it was supposed to be one project and it's not just a Somebody just threw a bunch of singles onto, you know, onto a CD and called it an album and called it a project. Like, yeah. if you got, like, let's say 20, like, hits on, on one project, and they all, like, cool, and I can admit, like, oh, I like, you know, each one of these songs, but I'm much, much, much more impressed when it feels like an actual cohesive project. Mm-hmm. And when you, like, when it feels like something that you were intentional about me hearing in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I want to respect that and give it the time that it took for, you know, if the whole thing is, is 38 minutes, I want to have 38 minutes to listen to it, like uninterrupted. Like, I'm not going to get on the phone. I'm not going to have the TV going. I'm not going to be at work while I listen to it. I'm going to sit here in front of it and just listen to it for that whole time without any breaks. You, listen, like, you read the lyrics as you listen or no? Not at first. Okay. I might do it a second time around because I feel like it takes me out of the experience of just hearing it. No, it does for sure. Um, but so, like, I'll even go make sure, like, I already got a snack or something. Like, I really, I'm, I, I'm serious about it because I, I care about that kind of artistic creation. So I want to just sit down and devote my energy to it because you devoted your energy to, this look like it's not recording no more. Oh, no, nah, it is. It's just moving real slow because I zoomed out. But, yeah, because you devoted your time to create something in, in a certain way, I've, as I want to respect that as a consumer. Mm-hmm. And so... It, it, I don't want to say it matters, like I'm going to be upset or like disappointed if it don't feel like that, but I'm more impressed when it does. Okay, I get that. And so, and the, the kind of people I, I like to listen to anyway are usually those kinds of artists. So, um, like I like listening to people who who I, I can tell that it's coming from a genuine place, like of themselves. Like even if it's not something I necessarily resonate with, if I can just tell you meant it and it like resonates with you, I'll still be like satisfied with that. And I've heard plenty of songs where I'm like, I don't relate to this, but like it's cool and like musically, like I can see what you like what you did, what you said here, like was like tight as hell. Yeah. Like I can listen to some of, uh, you know, some woman sing a love ballad about her, you know, like male interest. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate to that. <laughs> But if it sound good and it's like creative and poetic, I can just I can just rock with it. Like yeah. this sound nice, so you no, know I what I mean. So sure. yeah. I listen like City Girls. That uh, what's that Big Birkin bag? Mm-hmm. 
What's that song? I don't know. I know what you're talking about. Stripes on my ass. So you know, that's my yeah. shit. Like, you know. I think it's a song I could, that song go crazy. I'm gonna bring us to a, a wrap. Thank you for this so far. This has been this has been fantastic. Thank you for being the first guest on From Mind to Matter I'm podcast. But um, I wanted to ask you before we finish, what kind of um, what kind of lessons did you get? in your childhood and do any of them still like ring true today? Like, is there anything that you still are able to use that you were taught as a kid? Kind of lessons? Yeah. Like hmm. any kind of anything that was like instilled in you, like uh, there's a lot of situations that I still hear like my mom's voice with certain things. And it's still just like helpful stuff that I'm glad she said 30 times in a row, even though it was annoying back then. I think like, uh, I don't know if it's anything major. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anything. Or even if it's just a voice. It's certain things like, uh, this is about to be very random, but like making a bed up in the morning. Okay. Like, I really feel like if you leave your house, matter of fact, even if you in your house, if you make your bed up, it just put this, it, it, it helps your mental as you go through your day. Like, Especially your room, clean, clean your room too. Like the, those combined, because when you come back, it's like a refresher. Like you know, they say cleanliness is next to godliness, you know. But when things are in order, I do feel like it helps you to think, like in process. Like your house or your space is a reflection of where your mental is. Because mm-hmm. times where I didn't make the bed or even stuff like I would do laundry. I don't fold the laundry and I'm just like living out a basket. That's my least favorite try. I hate folding clothes. I, I hate it too. But when I do fold mm-hmm. the clothes, it's like, oh man, I'm really in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm up. You like, your bed. Yeah. So just, just little things like that. Like they have spoken words where it's just helped me understand discipline. Like, you may not like the time it's going to take to do this little mundane task, but you're going to thank yourself for it in the long run. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they help instill discipline in me just in little things. Wash the dishes, like all the little chores I used to do, you know, and they help me save money. But I don't think that's a lesson that they necessarily taught me. But understanding how they went through certain things that always made me say, like, I can't never not have no money, like. Nah, I can't do that. So, just seeing their experience helped me understand. Like, I ain't, I might not be the richest, but I ain't gonna be at zero. Like, <laughs> nah, I, I gotta be able to maneuver somehow, some way. Yeah. So. If one of the uh, top ones for me is my mom always told us nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Whenever we were going through like tough times, whether it be. Uh, I mean, usually it was like something emotional or mentally if we like shared anything with her um, or if she can just tell we were upset by something. She would always say, well, nothing lasts forever. And so my mom and I, I realized, too, and just like talking about this, that she was the first person that like sparked my interest in psychology mm. because almost all of her like tips and like little lessons and things that she gave us was like psych based, like it was mental based. And so like, and there was some stuff too that was like annoying sometimes, but I see where she was coming from. Like if we were outside waiting at the bus stop and I was cold, she would tell me to imagine I was warm. 
and that used to blow me when I was a kid. Cause I'm like, but it's not warm. Like my fingers are freezing. Like that's not gonna work. <laughs> that's like it's that so... Dave Chappelle joke when he was talking about uh, the, the the kids was hungry and they need like an imagination. <laughs> <or something. laughs> what, they needed a what? Like an imagination. It was one of his his newest specials. Okay. I'm probably butchering the joke, but. It's like the power of imagination or something like that. Hey, I'm hungry. You know what I'm saying? I need nutrients. Imagine this cheeseburger. Yeah, like, so she would say that. And I would try, because when you're a kid, you think your parents and all adults just know everything. So I'm like, she must be right. Like, I guess I'll do my best to imagine I'm warm. And I ain't going to lie, it, it, didn't, it didn't make me feel warm, but it made me forget a little bit how cold it was. Yeah. So I would still be cold, but it wasn't like a sharp cold like it was before I tried. Mm-hmm. And so... I used to test stuff out when I was a kid. I'd be like, let me just think about it. Let me see if it'll change the circumstances. Mm. And I remember being maybe like five and I had a play like kitchen set, like little plastic food and stuff. Mm. And I, I don't know what made me do this, but I was in a room by myself and I remember I had the fake food and I told myself that it smelled like what it actually was supposed to be. Like if it was a fake like little plastic corn on the cob, yeah. I would imagine that it actually smelled like corn on the cob and it worked. I don't know if it worked because I was just five and my imagination was that vivid or if I legit tricked myself into smelling corn because our senses anyway are, are that's that's psychology. You ever read the book, The Power of Positive Thinking? No. It's kind of the same concept. Where yeah. It's like your thoughts become things type of thing. Yeah. You know, you, you, I mean, all that law of attraction, all that stuff. You know who it's by? No, not all time. All right, I'm going to look it up and put it in the notes for the episode. The, the Power of Positive Thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look it up. But, um, but yeah, so like, and this is just, this is just science. Your brain is what processes the things you take in. Mm -hmm. Like your ears pick up on frequencies, but your brain interprets what you're hearing. And so you can be deaf because of something wrong with your brain and your ears work work perfectly. And the same thing with eyes, you can like, your eyes can be 100% fine and you can't see because the part of your brain that processes vision is messed up. So I don't know if that was just the case where I just really tricked myself into believing I was smelling corn, but mm-hmm. I remember smelling that corn. <laughs> but so, like, so my my mom was the one that always like she basically taught us that there's power in like having control over our own minds, mm-hmm. and so that nothing lasts forever thing. Like I I say that to myself anytime something's like to a point where I'm like like I could I feel like I could break right here, but I I'll just tell myself it won't last forever, and that will give me just enough a little bit more of a push to keep going. Even if it's something like I'm doing pull-ups and the last one, I feel like I'm really about to die. And I'm like, I'll be like, let me just get through this last one. It ain't going to be forever. Let me just finish this what one. I'll be done. What did you do? It was like a heart attack immediately. Like, dang. Like, dang. Maybe I should have checked. My body was trying to tell me, too. Like have remorse about it. <laughs> Should have listened. <laughs> Body knows best. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. But that's cool, man. So make your bed, clean your room, set up your your space. So you you think that having your space feel like neat and together can change the brain to, like, to be back? Saying. Yeah, like it, it changes the space in which you think. You know, which like, you like mentally operate from. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's, 
I don't know. It's just refreshing, you know. Like, yeah. No. Very, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm the same a, way. It's a peaceful thing, you know. Not a lot of clutter. I feel like it, rep- it 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 resonates with your mind too. Like, just stay clean. Yeah. It ain't really hard either. But again, it's those good things that mm-hmm. don't feel good. <laughs> yeah, like, I got you. <laughs> ain't nobody trying to clean all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Well, no, I feel you, man. Thank you, thank you for all of this. Is there anything you want to, like, leave the listeners with? Yeah. Uh, I just want to say life ain't hard. All you got to do is try. You know, uh, God will match you whenever you show effort. Uh, so just continue to move forward, your best foot forward. And, uh, you know, things things will get better. It might not be better in that moment. or It might take a while, but just, just, just stay positive. Don't let nothing break you. Good words, a wise young man. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I really, really appreciate this. Um, can you let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find your music, they can find your sh- your socials, where you at? Uh, you can follow me everywhere. Who is Kuntz? That is who is K-O once. Who is K-O once. I'm on everything, Twitter, IG, TikTok, Twitch. Uh, my music, you can find me Kuntz, same thing, K-O once. More Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify. I have a SoundCloud. I don't really use it, though. (laughs) Whatever DSP you use, I'm on there, Pandora. I'm also, like, for people who are incarcerated, I ain't even noticed. My man's told me this stuff. But they, like, I don't don't know they listen to music on. Like, I can't think of the platform right now, but my music is on there, too. So, because I'm happy for that. My man's, he been locked for a minute, and... He finally was able to listen to my music on his platform. So, mm, if you figure out the name of it, let me know so I can put it in the uh, in the notes so that people can who can't hear it now can can read it later. Um, but yeah, cool, great, 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 great. It's been a my favorite episode so far of From Mind to Matter, especially because it's the first one where I haven't been talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for saving me from that. But. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. My personal Instagram is lb.evolving. That's lb.evolving. You can also follow the podcast Instagram page. That's from Mind to Matter podcast. Everything spelled out. No, no numbers. No punctuation. From Mind to T O Matter podcast. That's on Instagram. And if you want to email me, that's also from mind to matter podcast at gmail.com. I want to hear what you guys thought about this episode. I want to hear what you think about the show. If there's anything you liked, if there's anything particularly that you hated, if you have something that you want me to talk about, you have questions about anything or you want to share anything, I want to know what you guys' thoughts are. So feel free to hit me up. Also feel free to hit up Kuntz. And for anybody who can't really spell, that's K-O-O-N-C-E. I know you said K-O once, but I was, I, there's always one person. K-O-O-N-C-E. Thank you again for being here. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll talk to you guys next time.